Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. to Food Court, a production of iHeartRadio. This is the Food Court, and I'm Richard Blaze. That's me. Don't mess with me, or I will hold you in contempt. And I'm not really sure what that means, but judges love to say that on law and order, so I know it must be a big deal. Now, joining us in the Food Court today, we have a comedian called A Comedian to Watch by Vulture and Time Out LA. She's written for Adult Swims, The Eric Andre Show, and is in season three of HBO's Room 104. It's Atsuko Okatsuka. Hi, thank you, Richard. Excited to be here. Thank you so much. The crowd going wild and going up against her today. We have a stand-up comedian, writer, and actress who isn't just a performer. She's also a disability rights advocate. It's Danielle Perez. (laughs) (laughs) The energy is big today at Suko and Danielle. Thank you so much for bringing your case to the food court today. Danielle, I want to bring something up that I think will play into the topic we're about to get into. I saw this on your website and it says, I quote, believes brunch is a right, not a privilege. Can you expand (laughs) on this for the court? I'm an advocate for brunch. I feel like, you know, ally is a verb. And I'm really out here trying to make brunch accessible to anyone and everyone who wants brunch to be for them. 
you know, some people don't have access and privilege to brunch and I want to spread awareness about brunch. And that's what I'm doing today in my argument. Mm, so I love it. Also, Danielle setting up a return episode where you battle brunch first breakfast. I mean, I think yes. I can't believe we haven't done that. Like a good performer, you're always looking to book the next gig. Yeah. And I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Producer Crystal, I think we might have to line that up. Wow. I feel like I should have come with a cause too. <laughs> Otsuka, what's your cause? It's not too late. I'm here for undocumented immigrants. No big deal. Thank you. <laughs> we were both here supporting marginalized communities. Right. Here with, we go. Um, and that, with and our breakfast food <laughs> showdown. <laughs> yes. And at brunch, listen, we often have to make this hard choice, right? It is the choice between the two things you'll be arguing about today. Will it be pancakes or will it be waffles? You can't have both. Let's <laughs> learn a little bit more about yourselves. Atsuko, what are some of your favorite things that you like to eat? Favorite things? I really love a pho. I love a soup noodle, you know, just always keeping my body warm. It feels like a hug, you know. Uh, yeah, so just any soup noodles. I like ramen. Yeah, just give it to me. I know I said one thing over and over. You said, what are your favorite no, things? No, but listen, you did it. You, you nailed five different soup noodles, crossing different cultures. And you're right, it's warm. Like, I want some right now. Yeah, and even, you know, people are like, oh, it's not great on a hot day. But then there's cold versions of hot noodle, mm -hmm. hot soup noodles. And that's like, it's so versatile. All right, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Is it pho or is it ramen then? You had to choose one. You can only have one. I, Well, I guess pho. It just, it's a little lighter for me. Okay. I don't know why. I think because ramen, okay. I always I always go for the pork broth that's been cooked for like 12 hours. There's all that umami. There's all that natural MSG that just also gets you kind of jacked up. Yeah. And with like the big one in LA, which is the big earthquake coming like one day soon, I just want to be able to be like light if it does hit, you know? But if it does hit, wouldn't you want like to have that potentially last experience of something like really hearty and soulful? I don't function well on MSG. Like I like like my mind goes crazy. Does that make sense? It does. I'll be doing the wrong things. I'll be like running inside. Wait, I think you're supposed to go inside. Look, I don't know what you're supposed to do in earthquake. I'd be like running outside when you're not supposed to. And there, there I go, like buildings falling on me. Otsuko, you're mm, supposed I love to be it. on you... stage when an earthquake is happening. Oh, that's right. I would, yeah, I did a stand up set where an earthquake hit during it. I was inside, which is where you're supposed to be, I guess, but there wasn't like a table for me to hide under. Now, did you know it was an earthquake or did you just, was it one of those things like, oh, this is a weird second? Yeah, it took a few seconds because I went on stage dancing. So when you're in movement with the earth, I guess you don't <laughs> feel it, is what I learned. Listeners don't know this, but we were supposed to record with you both last March, but then, of course, COVID happened, shutdown happened, and here we are a year later, finally getting this very, very serious debate going. Danielle, you are a lifelong Californian. How have you seen Los Angeles change? And what are some of the best and worst things of that evolution, so to speak? Wow, Los Angeles. Well, I grew up in Northeast Los Angeles. So like Highland Park, Eagle Rock, Mount Washington area, Glassell Park, and that feels like Silver Lake now. It used to be people not knowing where I lived. Now everyone's like, oh my God, I just discovered this like cute new shop on Figueroa. Have you been to York? And it's like, oh my God, please stop making uh, rents go up. So that lifelong 
along, members of the community are not displaced. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, was that funny? I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's just real. No, I. You came um, in with another cause. I came yeah. in with. Let's go. It's just these are. This is. If you want to know how the pandemic has changed me, that's it. <laughs> yeah, activist comedian Danielle Perez. Oh Jesus. <laughs> what is the most pretentious small business that you have seen open in said area? You know, is it the artisanal ricotta shop? This is a tie. This has got to be a tie. There is a coffee shop, Intelligentsia in Silver Lake. And my friend went there. Shout out to Intelligentsia. I'm naming names. But my friend went in there and he asked for a double espresso to go. And they said, no, it doesn't travel well. It's like, I'm sorry. Am I a customer? Am I like trying to give you money in exchange for like the goods that you sell? And they were like, mm, we'd rather you not. Um, it's not good <laughs> it's not for, not the, good brand. for the brand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then I saw it was a taco shop <laughs> called like an urban taco manufacturer and it's like that's not great just say that you went on a trip to cancun and you fell in love with carne asada you know what i mean can you just like (laughs) taco manufacturer girl and it's still there it makes me mad it's literally right next to siete mares which is like the best fish tacos like you know Mm -hmm. in silver lake and it's like how how are you doing this how are you Existing I love it. and operating. For a lot of cooks and chefs who listen to this podcast, you just solved like how every chef should truly handle opening a restaurant when it comes to PR. I went to Cancun. I had some delicious things. I came back and I decided I was going to cook those things. It just saves a lot. It saves all of us the time and the hassle. We don't need to hear the journey. You know, it's like the blog, the whole blog before the recipe where you have to hear about like your son Ronan waking and, you know, how that informed how you're going to approach like his breakfast for the day. It's like, we don't need to hear all that. You just, you like tacos and you want to make them. Yes. Yes. There it is. Like I like tacos, or like I'm thankful for the recipe that I stole from Rosa. Right. Yeah. Yeah. On my trip, I read that same article. Some women in Portland. I don't remember what their business was called, but (laughs) Richard is like, I love that restaurant. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Richard's like, uh oh, I made a a grave mistake inviting these two. No, you, you mentioned Portland. It is. It is Portland. I just shot a show where I was in Portland for two months in a COVID bubble and. That's a very Portland sort Portland's of thing. Portland's food is um, so good. For sure. So listen, I'm sure there's appropriation involved in our debate today as well. Danielle, the case that you care deeply about, can you give your thesis to our audience in a sentence or so? My thesis is basically that waffles are the superior <laughs> breakfast carb. That's what I will argue. And that's what the fact show. Wow, there it is. It is friend versus friend, carb versus carb. It's waffles versus Atsuko. What will you be defending here? I'll be defending the globally eaten pancakes. Globally eaten, globally made. Globally made, everyone eats at pancakes. That's what I'll be defending. That is right. Carb versus carb, friend versus friend, waffles versus pancakes. Sounds like a perfect case for the food court. Now listen, I might be a person who eats and has opinions. I cook for my kids every morning. I will say that waffles and pancakes make appearances all of the time. So I have lots of personal thoughts. But today, I am your objective judge. 
with uh, some sort of level of integrity, who will base my verdict on the cases you make today in my court, not my own personal preferences. Although, to be honest, I love both of them. But before we start the official court proceedings, like any good judge in any good courtroom, we like to have a quick trivia round. And since we're not in the studio, sadly, Danielle, what sound are you going to make to buzz in today? Yeehaw! <laughs> There it is, kind of with the like old-timey car horn sort of vibe as well. Yes. The hee-haw, an original, never has been used in the food court virtual courtroom. I like it. And much better than whoever we had on last week, who I'm not going to call out, who was just like, I'm going to bang this pen on this paper. So Atsuko, I hope that wasn't your idea. I know you're more creative <laughs> than that. Atsuko, what sound are you going to be well, making? Well, since the person took my first choice, I'm going to go caca. <laughs> Kaka. Yeah. I like the kaka. Matsuko, that is very close to the Blaze family whistle. If you do a kaka in a Target in Southern California and we're there, we come running to you. Oh my god, you and my husband. Like that's how I call that's how I find him in 365. He looks like a lot of people in the neighborhood, uh, it, which is Silver Lake. And so um, I always have to caca him and your family too. I guess the question now is like, is it a, a more common family call than just we have? Danielle, do you? Uh, we do not caca. We don't. We just yell. All right. So it's, <laughs> we just is scream. it hee versus caca? Yeah. Caca versus hee Getting into the trivia round. Use your sound effect to buzz in. Question one. All right, it's a softball. In what movie does a grown man put syrup on savory food before he eats it? Kaka! That is Atsuko. The answer is... Do I have to answer like, what is elf? <laughs> you don't, but it works. This is a completely wrong answer, but oh well. Uh, is it? Well, listen, the answer is elf. Yeah, the answer is Elf. Oh, okay, okay. Will Ferrell, who shares a podcast studio with us, actually, right, right from time to time, who I've never met but I'm always trying to schedule podcasts around just accidentally running into Will Ferrell over a LaCroix by the fridge, right? I mean, aren't we all? Yeah, yeah. sure, yes, yeah. You're just showing okay. off now. But I, you know what? Because I, I decided I heard the question differently after I answered. It's it's just my life story where I doubt myself. But Elsko, you got it right. I know, okay, whoa, yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. Sharing some other similarities, Atsuko. Like you're like, uh, like you're like me. You, you 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 crushed it, and you're like, oh, I think that that wasn't good. All right, question two. Here we go. That means Atsuko, you have one point to Danielle's zero. Don't worry, Danielle. Plenty of time to catch up. Question two. This one's multiple choice. The California-based brothers who started manufacturing frozen Eggo waffles first tried their hand at what? A, frozen pizza. B. An early rudimentary take on toaster pastry. C, mayonnaise. D, pickle relish. Caca! Caca, that's Danielle. Oh my bad, sorry. Hee-haw! Hee-haw! Hey, 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 hold on, hold on, some confusion. Who gets to answer? <laughs> Mind blown emojis. Danielle, you will get credit for that even though it was Atsuko's sound effect. What is the answer? Frozen pizza, toaster pastry, mayonnaise, or pickle relish? The pastry. The answer is pastry, and you are not correct, Danielle. No! Tough turn. Let's see. We'll see if Atsuko can pick it up with three possibilities left. That means you have a 33.3% chance of getting this right. Atsuko, what's the answer? Could I hear the last two options again? Sure. It's pizza, mayonnaise, or relish. Well, you know, I'm going to say pizza. It just sounds closer to a waffle. 
And there we go. It is incorrect again. No one gets points. Oh, I bet it's no Rollage. Points. Is it Rollage? Oh, question two. I like the logic though, Atsuko, that you're going, you know, it's like pizza, waffles. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if, if you're a sensible person, but I don't know about these brothers. Clearly they weren't. The answer was mayonnaise. Okay. And then they moved on to potato chips and then pretzels and then noodles before landing oh, on frozen okay. waffles, which they called froffles in the early 1950s. Got it. Okay. All right. All right, so that means Atsuko clinging to a one-point lead. Ah. Good thing here is question three is worth 47 points. Woo, anybody? 47 game. points for question three. So whoever gets this yes. one right will win the trivia round. I want it, I want it. <laughs> here we go. Remember your sound effects, please. I've never had to you know, make sure our guests can remember their own sound effects. <laughs> This one is close enough without going over. It's Price is Right rules, Danielle. Mm. How many <laughs> pounds did the world's largest pancake weigh? Hint, it's over a thousand pounds. Closest without going over. I'm gonna say 1,499 pounds. 1,499 pounds. Atsuko? Kaka. You're welcome. Thank you for playing by the rules. <laughs> 1,200 pounds. 1,200, a couple hundred pounds less than Danielle's answer. Both of you are way off. The answer is 6,614 pounds, which means Danielle takes home the trivia round. Oh, a follow you should have known, known Otsko was going to win when he said Price is Right rules. You know. You know. <laughs> That's me all the way. I got tricked. I got tricked. You, you chose 1,000, so I said it's got to be close to that. Oh. <laughs> the strategy works out for Danielle. That's a big pancake, by the way. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know you like pancakes, Setsuko, but do you even want to? Do you even, are you going to taste that one? Of course. Pancake was 49 feet in diameter. It weighed 6,614 pounds. It now has its own podcast and show on TLC as well. <laughs> and I just ad-libbed that one in there, Crystal. Okay, Danielle, that means you have 47 points and you get to make the big decision, the first big decision. Do you want to present your argument first or second? You know what? I am going to present my argument first. Wow, I like that. That is a, a, a rare choice in the food court. Danielle will present her case first as to why waffles reign supreme. But before that, let's take a quick break. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. 
with the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Okay, we are back. I am using my Noki roller as a gavel because it's quarantine. It's late quar. Late not, quar. Not early quar. To recap today in the food court, we have Danielle and Atsuko who need me to decide what's better, pancakes or waffles. Uh, listen, the way this works is that each of you will have three minutes to state your case. During this three minutes, you need to lay out your case and not focus on your opponent. This isn't the time to go negative. After you both state your cases, you'll get a two-minute rebuttal to go as negative as you want to go. Danielle, you're going to go first. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Your time starts now. Waffles are the perfect breakfast food. A light, crisp, and crunchy outside with a soft, pillowy inside. Like Megan the Stallion, waffles are the breakfast item that gives you body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. Okay? Waffles, you know them. You love them. Not just a breakfast mainstay, but a food that permeates our entire cultural and culinary landscape to adapt to every and any meal. Honey, she's versatile, okay? Belgian waffles, waffle cones, chicken, and waffles. Waffles are the girl who can go from a basic to a sweet to a savory, and then even before you get home, drunk at 2 a.m., you can heat her up, smother her with condensed milk, and eat her up with ice cream. Waffles are that Okay, and if you're not convinced, let's talk about the construction of the waffle. It's engineering, if you will. Structurally, waffles have pockets. Yes, like your favorite dress, waffles. Okay, serve as a perfect bite-sized vessel for syrup, compote, butter, topping, cheese, jam, whatever. I don't know your life. Okay, these pockets are sewn into the very fabric of the waffle, its essence, its being. To better understand the importance of the waffle, we must look to where they come from. Waffle House. As a born and raised Los Angelino with a coastal elite's limited personal knowledge and experience of the South, I have never actually been to a Waffle House, but I am familiar with its legend and lore. Waffle House is so committed to their mission and service of waffles 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, that their over 2,100 locations refuse to close for tornadoes, hurricanes, and armed assault. On a personal note, I was gifted a platter of waffles for the table at brunch after a particularly good set at Largo in Los Angeles. And (laughs) they were just better than pancakes, okay? There are over 10 types of Belgian waffles, and I'm not going to list them for you now because I don't have time and I don't speak Dutch. But rest assured, this fact is important and further validates my argument. I rest my case. 
Wow. Tweezers <laughs> and a wine glass, Danielle Perez. <laughs> my my energy just coming down a bit because I am in awe wow. awe of that presentation. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting goosebumps. I'm I'm getting goosebumps. No pressure, Atsuko. I felt goosebumps uh, too. I was like, okay. To clear up uh, again, to clear up, I'm I'm not quite sure, producer Crystal, if waffles were invented at the Waffle House. I did like the endorsement attempt. Maybe we're gonna get a podcast sponsor pretty soon. As someone who lived we in love Atlanta for 12 content. years, shout out, yeah, shout to out to Waffle, Waffle House. House. Someone who lived in the South, I I appreciate a good Waffle House at you know 3:20 in the morning. And yeah, Belgian waffles. I think they don't speak Dutch in Belgium, but that's just something that. <laughs> Speak Belgium. Yeah, I mean, she said she don't <laughs> speak Dutch, sure. but neither do the Belgians, you know? There it is, which was my favorite. <laughs> lots, lots of great stuff in there. Danielle, it's, uh, it's your turn now. So I can't you say have... anything back about that. Not yet. Not yet, yet or else you... It's just what I've... Uh, you know, I mean, I, I might have to gavel you and sort of reset. <laughs> so you might, you might lose a point or two. But Atsuko, your time. I can't afford that. I only have one point. I oh, the, 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 the slate is clean right now. The 47 points are gone. That's oh, just I'm from the see. trivia round. Okay. Uh, it's all it's all square okay. right now. Atsuko, your time, your three minutes starts now. Hello. Today I will be speaking on... Pancakes. Oh, you've heard of it? Of course you have. You know why? A pancake is a flat cake, often thin and round. You know why? You know why it's round? Because it signifies the unity of all the cultures in the world that eat it. It's a full circle where one world, one pancake. If you're in North America, you may know it as a breakfast food fluffy, cooked fresh with a starch-based batter, eggs, milk, and butter. But it may be cooked and served differently depending on the cuisine. From latkes, which are potato pancakes, hailing from Ashkenazi Jewish cuisine, to the injera, which is a yeast-risen spongy flatbread or pancake, hailing from Eastern African cuisine, to thinner pancakes called crepes, originated from France. Pancakes are eaten and enjoyed worldwide, okay? It's a small world after all. Sweet and savory. There's two different ways you can eat it. It's not like it pairs with like another food. It, it can be a food on its own. Now, I was born in Taiwan where we have scallion pancakes, which is a flatbread made out of dough, oil, and scallions. It's a savory treat. And it originates from China, but the Taiwanese version makes it with egg coated on one side. There's even a North American version, which is often served with soy sauce, hot chili sauce, or fish sauce. And you might be thinking, whoa, how come there are so many versions of a thing that just came from China? Huh, because it has traveled. It has become global, which is something the pancake can do, okay? No matter what the type of pancake it is and wherever it comes from, folks can adapt it or customize it to add their own culture's flair. Isn't that cool? I'm also half Japanese. What? You're so cultural, Atsuko. I've been places and so has the pancake. I'm from Japan and in Japan we also have a pancake. It's the savory okonomiyaki, which hails from Hiroshima. How long have I been going? You're good. Okay. Yeah. Which hails from Hiroshima. It's usually cooked with cabbage, but you can add seafoods and different meats depending on what you like. And again, it's global. Okay. 
Taiwanese, Japanese, American, African, you know, and uh, it's and pancakes are. Oh, there you go. Boom. It's global. There it is. Three minutes. <laughs> Get global. It's, it's a long set to talk about waffles or pancakes. I will say this. What a great response right there. The positivity of pancakes really like, you know, I was not thinking about latkes, okonomiyaki, which has been featured on my TikTok page recently. I was not thinking of these things. <laughs> But maybe I'm making pancakes all day long and I don't realize I'm making breakfast. I'm making them for breakfast. I'm making them for lunch. Wow. Yeah. It seems like I have won already. Not yet. Not yet. But you've oh. given me a lot to think about. Lacus, crepes. Uh, <laughs> it's so global. So savory. Yes. What a strong round in our three-minute first round. Now it is time for the rebuttals. Here you can go as negative as you want. Danielle, <laughs> you will be up first with two minutes. And it starts... Now. Wow, Atsuko. First, I'd like to thank you for that really boring history lesson. Um, <laughs> the subject is pancakes, and she's talking about latkes, which we all know are good, but are not the subject of this argument right now. Okay, pancakes are, in a word, unappetizing. What even is a good pancake supposed to taste like? Can anyone say? Because I don't think I've ever had a good pancake in my life. Soggy, dry, cold, floppy. It's not a good look. And it seems like that's the pancake's only look. Okay, waffles are made with specialized equipment, an iron. Okay, an iron that ensures that every single waffle comes out delicious, perfectly done, and ready to enjoy. Pancakes are a confusing, hard-to-measure, makeshift, lab experiment paste. Okay, that's not delicious. Ooh, they have waffles. You never hear that about pancakes because pancakes are everywhere and they're basic as <laughs> Okay, a waffle is a treat. A waffle is special. A pancake is just mis misery in a carb with a deceptive name that teases you by invoking childhood birthday cake made in a pan. Waffles, where are they from? Belgium. Oh, okay. A specific country with its own specific customs, dress, cuisine. On the other hand, where are pancakes from? The International House? Hmm. That's not really a specific location so much as just like a broad idea and concept of other. <laughs> oh, one world, one pancake? Sounds an awful lot like multiculturalism, Otsuko, which we all know needs to erasure. Not in my America. Order, and order if... <laughs> in the court, Danielle. Order in the court. Going not hard. in my America, Otsuko. <laughs> Sorry, I just pancakes. Look, if pancakes are so international, how come they only serve one kind at that <laughs> house? All right, and how come they were forced to rebrand to the International House of Burgers? Just saying, okay. Uh, I'm sorry, Danielle. I think your time has passed. Yes, uh, the, the court is I'm uh, warning. A, a, a warning. A warning for Miss Perez here. Uh, listen, I mean, uh, the, the... about to get kicked off off of this Zoom. <laughs> I, I know they're like, we just couldn't. She's like, she just was really passionate about waffles, and it became a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Now, as I'm getting to know you, I will. I do have a question for you, Danielle. Because mm -hmm. a waffle needs a special piece of equipment, 
Is the waffle a little bit elitist? The waffle isn't elitist. The waffle is for everyone. You can have a waffle iron and you can make waffles for other people. In fact, I think the waffle encourages sharing in a way that pancakes do not because a waffle iron makes four waffles at a time. You can't eat four waffles. You have to give that away, okay? It encourages community over breakfast, over brunch. We feed ourselves right. and we feed others. An adequate response, I guess. Suko, your time now. Two, two minutes to go as low as you'd like to let Danielle know why waffles aren't that good. Your time starts now. Ladies and gentlemen, my non-binary friends, Danielle here states that the waffle is not elitist, but let me just remind you some of the words she used to describe it. Supreme. <laughs> the best. Belgium. Okay, if you want to remind some of these other folks that eat pancakes about who their colonizers are, let's see what she's called the pancake. Basic as f <laughs> Lab experiment pace? I can't read my handwriting. Soggy and dry. Hmm, it sounds like there's a lot of contradictions happening in her own arguments. Basic as f Yeah, if you want to call most of the world something most of the world enjoys, basic sure we can do that now you decide for yourself is the waffle elitist i don't know after these attacks on beautiful people of all cultures just trying to mind their own business you decide for yourself now danielle made a case for the waffle house even said wild things like waffles were made there which we know is not true she's never even eaten there folks she said it herself she's never eaten at Waffle House. How are we to trust somebody making a big case? Oh, there's 200 and something locations in the US. IHOP is national, okay? IHOP isn't every state accessible. They've even done things, fun things like call themselves IHOP for a second when they wanted to highlight the burger. Yeah, and people were upset about it. But guess what? My grandma's been calling it IHOP for many years. When, when that happened, I was like, she doesn't even have to change how she pronounces IHOP. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe that's why they made the switch. Now, I will be clear. No one knows this, but I have done some consulting, non-consumer facing for IHOP. So just to you know, get that on the record there, I have not Sounds done like that. Sounds like someone might be biased, just saying. Well, I, I mean, I've not done that for the Waffle House, but <laughs> um, I enjoy Waffle House, specifically a T-bone steak at Waffle House. I really feel like if you vote in favor of waffles, it might endear you to Waffle House and secure that brand sponsorship. I'm not an expert on these things, but just stating something that might be true. Hey, I also like oh. Waffle House too, but it's because I've eaten there. But <laughs> yeah. Let's go. That sounds like a really elitist statement. Shame. Wow, you've had access to Waffle House? Someone's traveled internationally in the US to the South to be able to eat at a Waffle House? Okay. So we were both way. in Atlanta at the Walking. same time. We were both at the same comedy festival in Atlanta. I said, do you want to go to Waffle House? He said, no, I'd rather go to brunch. She went to go get fancy brunch while I went to a Waffle House. By the way, it's the first time that anyone has like said that like going, you know, going to Waffle House could be considered elitist, right? Like that, that is <laughs> first time for everything. We've had a lot of firsts in this podcast. Uh, listen, this has been a tough case, a tough case, a lot for me to review. I'm going to disappear to my judge's chambers and I will be right back with my final verdict. 
Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Give me a woo. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Oscar, this is so fun. You are out of control. You're... You know what? It's not my fault. I was hungover every day of that festival. <laughs> I cannot believe you called pancakes basic as fuck a lab experiment, soggy and dry. It's like, that's what I'm telling you. What, what kind of food is both soggy and dry? It's just unnatural. And it's I still not... don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> They're gross, Otsuko. <laughs> It's good. It's good for people. You know, my mom doesn't have teeth. I'm gonna get personal here. I'm sorry, Richard. I know you were gonna tell us who won, but if this gets me any more points, wow. (laughs) No, I won't. I won't go there. But pancakes are for people 
And I'm not saying they don't have a place. And I'm glad that pancakes uh, can be there for your mom. I'd like to hear the no tea point here. I'd like to hear this. Well, pancakes are... I've choked on a waffle. The sharp edges, it's crispy, crunchy. Oh, wow. So this <laughs> so, is personal for you. This is... I'm sorry that... You've had that experience with waffles. You have to have good teeth. You have to have good teeth. A pancake, you can just soak it up with whatever. It also mm. soaks up the flavor of whatever you're adding. And so it's just easier to actually chew. My mom has no I like teeth it. and she can eat pancakes. She can't mm. eat waffles though. That if works though. If you uh, can't chew and you don't want to chew, I think it's like, put it in a blender. Put a <laughs> waffle in a blender. I will not... <laughs> Speaking of blenders, both waffle and pancake batter can be made in a blender. Now is the time as I come back from my chambers, which is just right off screen here. I've thought long and hard about this, so I have come <laughs> up with my final decision. But this is a moment for your last words. You have about a minute, if you'd like, at Suko to let us know why I should decide in your favor today. I think the class system, as we can see, has divided people. And so we need to work in unity with each other and find the commonalities of things instead of what's superior and what needs a machine to make something a waffle. Not everyone can afford that or has that readily available to them. All right. I rest my case. I would say it in Dutch, but I don't speak it. Thank you. <laughs> Danielle, your last words before I make my verdict. Wow, Atsuka, speaking of unity, pancakes are your divorced dad trying and failing to make you breakfast on his one weekend a month with you. Okay, it's sad. Waffles are your mom's new boyfriend, Jeff. You know, the guy who always throws like a towel over his shoulder while he's cooking? Succeeding. That's what waffles are. They are the superior breakfast carb. And mm, I want, I want, I want what's best for America. I want what's best for you, Otsko. I just want, I want, I want you to, to want more, you know, and that's a waffle, not a pancake. I hate Danielle. The imagery <laughs> that you have now presented. I am that. By the way, your mom's boyfriend Jeff. This is definitely a Jeff spelled with a G E. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, clearly, mm -hmm. the yeah. towel over his he's shoulder. Got a tower over the shoulder. He's he's ready yeah. to go. I hate that guy. Are you kidding me? You know what? I he makes love. great waffles, and your dad doesn't even have an egg. And your dad has a pancake mix, and then like has one pan. And you know what? That pan is a nonstick that's been destroyed. And that's what you want to eat your pancakes on. Order in the court. I it is divisive. I am losing control of the food court right now. It sorry, is time. Richard, it's, sorry, sorry, it's okay. Richard. It's okay. It is a heated debate, one that you're both very passionate about. Pancakes versus waffles. Atsuko, you've presented the case that really pancakes are global. They are for everyone. The most compelling argument to me is that pancakes can also be savory. You had me at Okonomiyaki and latkes. They're made in Ethiopia, all over the world. They're easy to make. Danielle, on the other hand, mentioned Jeff making pancakes, and then Megan the Stallion came up, and we called pancakes basic, soggy, and dry, all-in-one <laughs> shots. Danielle, smothered in condensed milk was something that you said. It's a, it's, a, it's a waffle recipe I've not tried, but I need to, I think. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. See, that's um, what I'm saying. Waffles are versatile. You're making the, the case for texture and that waffles can contain sauce. This mm -hmm. court Pockets. has made a decision in the case of waffles versus pancakes. The winner is... Waffles. <gasps> waffles. Oh.
Atsuka waffles. And you know what? Because I'm not a sore winner, I want to bridge this gap. And I want to invite you to have waffles with me. I want to send over a plate of waffles for you to eat at your table, just so that you can be part of the waffle community. <laughs> I'm so happy you can be here now. I would do it as long as you cut it up in little bite-sized pieces and soak it up for me so that it's easier for me to chew. I would gladly do that for you. <laughs> Enough syrup does that. And Atsuko, you've also inspired me. I'm going to make some okonomiyaki and throw it in the waffle maker. And that should be viral on TikTok very, very soon. Thank you so much for both coming to the food court. It has been an absolute blast. I hope you can live with my verdict for the rest of your lives. Thank you, audience, for listening to Food Court. I'm Richard Blaze, and I've been your judge. For more Atsuko, check out her album called But I Control Me and her podcast, Let's Go Atsuko. Wherever you get your podcasts, follow her for more on Twitter and Instagram at Atsuko Comedy. And for more Danielle, check out Wow Rude, her comedy podcast about pop culture, friendship, and being too much with Madison Shepard. And on Twitter and Instagram, you can find Danielle at Diva Deluxe with no E. Listen, everyone, what do you think out there? Are you team waffles or team pancakes? I know you have opinions. Go to Food Court Pod on Instagram and let us know. You can also find me across all social media at Richard Blaze, except TikTok where it's at Richard Blaze Official. Food Court is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Richard Blaze. My producer is Crystal Fatmahi. Food Court was created by our executive producer, Christopher Hasiotis. The rest of my Food Court clerks are David Wasserman and Jasmine Blaze. The theme song is by Jason Neesmith. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you so much. This was so fun. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursion? Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.